Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, esteemed family, depending on where you are connected from. I want to welcome everyone to another session of Inspired by the World Global Times of Devotion with the Lord. And with ourselves, first, I'd like to thank our highly esteemed sister Amarat and esteemed co host for the opportunity to lead today's intercessory prayer. The prayer point has been posted on the chat group today as we continue to pray. Our scripture reading will be taken from the book of Isaiah chapter 43 verse 19. NLT translation I read, For I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. Esteemed family, as the new ministry years began, we are going to fervently pray in tongues of the Spirit for leaders and co-hosts of Inspired by the Word, declaring that they are consistent in the things of the Lord in various duties assigned to them. We are going to declare that their zeal and commitment to the things of the Lord in this year of the prolific church will be accounted as a sweet melody to God Almighty in this new ministry year. We pray in the matchless name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Esteemed family, let's kindly omit and mic to pray fervently in tongues of the Spirit using the above prayer points. Liga Liga Rabazu Libra 
Heavenly Father, we bless your holy name. Mandagari Grabakate, Kralekarabuzuzu, Krehendereshata, as we declare words over our leaders. Mankete Grabuzote, and co os inspired by the world. Lega, Liga, Rabukari, Grahade, Buzeke, Tegrada. We declare that they are consistent more and more in the duties assigned to them. Lega, Ligrada, Rabrahali, Grabukadi, Grahanda, Rabuzote, may they never be discouraged. Lake, Kaliga, Rakosi, Brahande, Shekrahadi, Grahande, let superhand the and we declare that all the effort, all the effort that has been rendered in this prolific year of the church, we appear a sweet melody to the Lord as we venture into new ministry. All the effort will never be in vain. All the sacrifice will never be in vain. We bless your holy name for you have answered our prayer. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for in Jesus the most beautiful name we have prayed. Amen. Thank you so much, esteemed sister Amarakman Esimko, for the opportunity to lead. Thank you, esteemed family, for being part of today's intercession prayer. Thank you for the changes you are causing around the world. Thank you, esteemed prayer team, for the sacrifice and labor of love. God bless you right now. I'll be under to the praise and worship team for the next session. Thank you all and do enjoy the rest of the week. Father, we worship you. Oh, hallelujah. From day to we hail with eternal life. The very life and nature of God in your grace is heaped on us abundantly. Of your fullness we've received unending grace. Oh, from day to we'll hail with eternal life. The very life and nature of God in us. Your grace is heaped on us abundantly. Of your fullness we received unending grace. We reign by your immeasurable grace through your righteousness, O oh Lord. In our pathway is life only. And there's no death on any kind. For the love, the spirit of life in Jesus Christ has made us free from the law of sin and made us that free. Lord Jesus, we declare.
speak an existential lie, tribute of deity. Oh, life eternal, you are. Lord Jesus, we declare that you are eternal life. Who was with the Father and made manifest unto us. You imparted to our spirit the very organic and existential tribute of deity. Oh, life eternal, you are. Oh, Lord Jesus, you rehearse divinity to us. Hmm. That we might follow your example. You are life itself revealed to us. You unveiled God to us and brought us your kingdom. Oh, we reign by your immeasurable grace through your righteousness, oh Lord. And I will wait, and there's no for the love, the spirit of life in Jesus Christ. I set us free from the law of sin and death free. Lord Jesus, we declare that you are eternal life. Who was with the Father and made manifest unto us. You imparted to our spirit the very organic and existential love, tribute of eighty. Oh, life eternal, you are. Oh, Lord, Lord Jesus, we declare that you are eternal life. Who was we, the Father, and made manifest unto us? You imparted to our spirit the very organic and existential life tribute of deity. Oh, oh, life eternal you are. Hallelujah. Lord Jesus, we declare that you are eternal life. You are one with the Father and you made us one with you, O God. 
Thank you, O oh God, because in you also we have eternal life. You are immortality manifested in us. We worship you, Lord Jesus. We worship you, O oh God. Thank you for the gift of your word. Thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit who opens up dimensions of your word to us. <laughs> Father, O oh God, that as we study your word today, we receive the instructions to run in our lives. We receive the instructions to do life according to the precepts and the principles of your word, according to your plan for us. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the eyes of our understanding are enlightened. Father, oh God, they enlighten them. We know what to do and we know how to do it. Our steps are ordered. Your word is a lamp and a light to us. We know where to go and we know how to get there. We do life just as you have intended for us, O oh God. And we reign and rule and dominate over the circumstances of life as it is according to your will and desire for us. Thank you, Father. In the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ, glory to God. Oh, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, esteemed family, depending on where you are connected from. I welcome everyone to another session of the Inspired by the World Global Times of Devotion with the Lord and with ourselves as brethren. Thank you, the esteemed Sister Harriet, for that amazing time of worship. Glory be to God. And thank you, oh, special thanks to you, the esteemed Comrade Martins. God bless you, sir. Esteemed family, today is Wednesday, the 29th of November, 2023. And the title of today's devotional is Faith is of the Heart. Glory be to God. Faith is of the Heart. And our theme scripture is taken from 2 Corinthians chapter number 4, verse 13. And the Bible says... We have in the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed, and therefore have I spoken. We also believe, and therefore speak. Glory to God. Esteemed family, we can read the Rhapsody together now. Thank you, esteemed Pastor Dapandila, for sharing your screen. Pastor says to us today, there are those who complain. I thought this faith thing works. I believe in the word for my health. Why isn't it working for such people? It could be that they've only mentally assented to the word. That's not what works. True faith is of the heart. Mental assent is not faith. Pastor says to us today, True faith is of the heart. Oh, the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 1, verse 16 tells us that the gospel of Jesus Christ is the power of God that works. In other words, it brings or causes salvation for everyone who believes. The one who doesn't believe, it can't have the benefit of it. The one who doesn't believe it, sorry, the one who doesn't believe it can't have the benefit of it. If you don't believe, you won't enjoy. It's as simple as that. And believing is of the heart, not the head. 
Romans 10, 8 to Romans 10, chapter 8 to um, sorry, Romans chapter 8, verses 8 to 10. It's your spirit that makes contact with God. The one who doesn't believe the word of God can't have the benefit of the word of God. And believing that word of God is of the heart, not the head. I think Pastor Pandila, can you can you please then click on that Romans 10 8 so that we can read that scripture? Can we do that? Is it possible? Okay. Can you hear me? Am I being heard here? Sorry. Can I get a response? Esteemed co-host, am I audible, please? Yes, ma. We can, we can hear, hear you, ma. ma. Okay. Pastor says, it's your spirit that makes contact with God. I still want to, I want someone to get that um, uh, scripture for us in um, Romans chapter 10, verses 8 to 10. It's important that we understand why sometimes it's as if we, we have the faith, we are confessing the word, but we, we are not seeing the results. It's your spirit that makes contact with God. Faith is not a response of the brain. It is not a response of the brain or the mind. It's not some kind of magic or a formula. No. Faith is not a response of, 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 of the brain. It is not, faith is not an impulses of the brain or the mind. It is not some kind of magic or a formula. That is why you might have said, I am alive, I, I am life, I am alive, I am alive, I am life, I am alive. And you've said it more than a thousand, more than 10,000 times. And yet, that healing has not come. That life you're looking for in a, particular, in a particular area of your life is not there. There's a reason. That reason, Pastor says, that we ought to understand that faith is not a response of the brain or the mind. Okay, thank you. I think I have some of that scripture on the, on the chat room, some of the scripture from the book of Romans 10. Very good. Thank you, Christine. Sister Norman and Pastor Deborah. He said, But what say it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if thou confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God had raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart, Man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. There is a believing in the heart that propels the mouth to speak. It is not speaking in the mouth so that your heart can catch up to believe. That is where often we miss it. We don't, we don't speak 
know, you, you're saying, I am alive and I'm alive. I am alive and I'm alive. And you're just watching the time. Oh, God, this thing get to 1,000. I want to tick. Oh, I'm alive and I'm alive. Oh, Bakosta Kabaya. I am alive. I am alive. Oh, I'm alive. I'm alive. I'm alive, life, life, life. Life, life, life me. It, it's, it's not about the time that is ticking away. Sorry if I'm, if I'm sounding like pastor. <laughs> Sorry. I think I spent the past three hours listening to messages and some of pastor has rocked up for me. <laughs> it's not about it. It's not just uttering the word. It starts from your heart. It is the impulses of the spirit, not of the brain. Your mouth now catches up with your heart. It is not about the time or ticking up all the taxes or checking the boxes. No. It is what jumps out of your spirit in times that your mouth is even working. Have you ever had that experience where you are probably doing something and suddenly you just scream, Jesus, you're my helper. At that point, it is not your mouth that is talking. It is your spirit that has sent impulses to your lips. Bible says, and pastor has told us quite often, that the word of God comes alive on our lips. But how can that word of God come alive on our lips when we have not put it in our hearts? Faith is cooked in our hearts. Faith is the response of the human spirit to the word of God. The word of God comes to us. We are waiting for our emotions to catch up. So, some of us have so trained our emotions. We are moved by the worship. We are moved by the praise. The word of God, you know, we, we, we wait for our emotions to catch up. Pastor says to us, that faith is the response of the human spirit to the word of God. In Luke chapter 6, verses 6 to 10, for example, when Jesus encountered a man with a withered arm while teaching in a synagogue, he instructed the man to stretch out his hand, which he did, and his hand was restored. There's no way the man would have received the miracle if he had tried to rationalize the master's instruction in his head. But he responded with his spirit to the word. The man had Jesus in his spirit and acted from his spirit. It reminds of a similar account in Mark chapter 2. When the Lord Jesus healed a man sick of the palsy, he said to the man, Arise and take up thy bed and go thy way into thy house. Mark chapter 2 verse 11. The heat paralyzed man stood up and walked away. Offering praises to God. The man couldn't have reason unless he responded from his spirit. Are you responding from your spirit even as this rhapsody is being read? We are so many times, many a times, eh? We are so calculated and so educated and so calm and so together 
We are so packaged ourselves that the word of God is not just breaking the barriers of our mentality, but first to break the barriers of our very self. The word of God has so much work to do. So much. When the word of God comes to you, such a word is coming to you today, you are still lying down. What are you using Egyptian cutting on that bed? Get up from there and get the word of God into your spirit. You're sitting still, drinking tea, sipping coffee. And such a word is coming this morning. That faith is cooked in your spirit. Child of God, if you get this today, your affirmations cannot be the same. You will not, today is the 29th day. It is not by chance or by happenstance that this world is coming to us today. Today might just be that, that very day. Today might just be that right time. Today might just be that last click. The last straw that will break the camel's back. That last thing that will set everything in place for you. You see, child of God, that man who had palsy, his spirit wasn't crippled. As the ill, as the ailment or infirmity resided in his body. So, how could a man with that condition have risen? The answer is simple, Pastor says. When he heard the words of the master, he acted from his spirit and it produced results. So to that one who received from this rhapsody today and has screamed in their houses right there or wherever they are and say, I am alive and I am alive. Child of God, life just perambulated your body right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Once you have heard the word with your heart and voice it out from your mouth, it will produce the results. If there is nothing you heard today, hear this from the spirit of God, that faith is in your heart. And that faith in your heart is what makes the word of God living and active when it comes on your lips. And that word can do all that he talks about. Celebrate Jesus as you go through your day and enjoy all the victories that you have wrought in these 29 days of eternal life. Glory be to you. Glory be to God. Thank you there, esteemed Sister Makama, for this amazing opportunity. I do not take it lightly. God bless you, ma. Over to you now, esteemed Pastor Yema. Thank you, esteemed Dr. Kel. I'm alive and I am live. Praise the Lord. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone, depending on where you are connected from. We are going over to the Bible study segment for today's devotion, and I will start with the further studies of the Rhapsody. Praise God. Romans chapter 10 from 8. But what said it? The word is mighty, even in thy mouth. And in thy heart, that is, the word of faith, which we preach, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, 
and shall believe in the heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. 1 John 5, 4 For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Hebrews 11, 3 True faith, we understand that the words were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Praise the Lord. Please, let's take the confession together. I respond to the word from my spirit. I'm convinced by the word that I'm a victor and a success in Christ Jesus. I walk in health, prosperity, and victory. And what God says I am, I have what he says I have. And I can do what he says I can do. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We are going over to the Bible study segment for today's devotion. And we are in the book of Second Peter chapter 3. Praise God. Caption in the last days. My dear friends, this is now the second time I've written to you. But let us... Remind us to hold your minds in a state of undistracted attention. Keep in mind what the Holy Prophet said and the command of our Master and Savior that was passed on by your apostles. First off, you need to know that in the last days, mockers are going to have a heyday, reducing everything to the level of their petty feelings. They will mock. So what's happened to the promise of his coming? Our ancestors are dead and buried, and everything is going on just as it has from the first day of creation. Nothing's changed. They conveniently forget that long ago, all the galaxies and this very planet were brought into existence out of watery chaos by God's word. Then God's word brought the chaos back in a flood that destroyed the world. The current galaxies and earths are fuel for the final fire. God is praised, ready to speak his word again, ready to give the signal for the judgment and destruction of the desecrating skeptics. Caption, the day the sky will collapse. Don't overlook the obvious here, friends. With God, one day is as good as a thousand years. A thousand years as a day, God isn't late with his promise as some measure lateness. He's restraining himself on account of you, holding back the end because he doesn't want anyone lost. He's giving everyone space and time to change. But when the day of God's judgment does come, it will be unannounced like a thief. The sky will collapse with a thunderous bang, everything disintegrating into a raging inferno. It and all its works exposed to the scrutiny of judgment. Since everything here today might as well be gone tomorrow, do you see how essential it is to live a holy life? Daily expect the day of God, eager for its arrival. The galaxies will burn up and the elements melt down that day, but we'll hardly notice. We'll be looking the other way, ready for the promise, new heavens and promised new earth all landscapes with righteousness. 
So my dear friends, since this is what you have to look forward to, do your very best to be found living at your best in purity and peace. Interpret our master's patience, restraint from what is salvation. Our good brother Paul, who was given such wisdom in these matters, refers to this in all his letters and has written you essentially the same thing. Same things Paul writes are difficult to understand. Irresponsible people who do not know what they are talking about twist them every which way. They do it to the rest of the scriptures too, destroying themselves as they do it. But you friends are well warned. Be on your guard. Least you lose your footing and get swept off your feet by the lawlessness and loose-talking teachers. Grow in grace and understanding of our Master and Savior, Jesus Christ. Glory to the Master now and forever. Yes. Praise to Lord. We have come to the end of today's New Testament reading and the book of Second Peter. As a big thank you to Sister Maka for this opportunity. To have a prolific day, everybody. God bless you. God bless you too, esteemed pastor here. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you're connected from. I'd like to start by thanking the esteemed sister Marka for this great opportunity to take us through the Old Testament reading of our one-year Bible reading plan. Glory to God. Today we'll be reading the book of Ezekiel chapters 41 and 42 from the message translation. Ezekiel 41. He brought me into the temple itself and measured the doorposts on each side. Each was ten and a half feet thick. The entrance was seventeen and a half feet wide. The walls on each side were eight and three quarters feet thick. He also measured the temple sanctuary, 70, 70 feet by thirty-five feet. He went further in and measured the doorposts at the entrance. Each was three and a half feet thick. The entrance itself was ten and a half feet wide, and the entrance walls were twelve and a quarter feet thick. He measured the inside sanctuary, thirty-five feet square, set at the end of the main sanctuary. Set at the end of the main sanctuary. He told me, This is the Holy of Holies. He measured the wall of the temple. It was ten and a half feet thick. The side rooms around the temple were seven feet wide. There were three floors of these side rooms, 30 rooms on each of the three floors. There were supporting beams around the temple wall to hold up the side rooms, but they were freestanding, not attached to the wall itself. The side rooms around the temple became wider from first floor to second floor to third floor. A staircase went from the bottom floor through the middle and then to the top floor. I observed that the temple had a ten and a half foot thick raised base around it. Each provided a foundation for the side rooms. The outside walls of the side rooms, the outside walls of the side rooms were eight and three quarters feet thick. The open area between the side rooms of the temple and the priest rooms was a 35 foot wide strip all around the temple. There were two entrances to the side rooms from the open area, one placed on the north side and 
one place on the north side, the other on the south. There were eight and three quarters feet of open space all around. The house that faced the temple courtyard to the west was 122 and a half feet wide with eight and three quarters foot thick walls. The length of the wall and the building was 157 and a half feet. He measured the temple 175 feet long. The temple courtyard and the house, including its walls, measured 175 feet. The breadth of the front of the temple and the open area to the east was 175 feet. He measured the length of the house facing the courtyard at the back of the temple, including the shelters on each side, 175 feet. The main sanctuary, the inner sanctuary, and the vestibule facing the courtyard were paneled with wood and had window frames and door frames in all three sections. From floor to windows, the walls were paneled. Above the outside entrance, the inner sanctuary, and on the walls at regular intervals, all around the inner sanctuary and the main sanctuary, angel cherubim and palm trees were carved in alternating sequence. Each angel cherub had two faces, a human face toward the palm, toward the palm tree on the right, and the face of the lion toward the palm tree on the left. They were carved around the entire temple. The cherubim palm tree motif was carved from floor to door height. On the wall of the main sanctuary, the main sanctuary had a rectangular door frame. In front of the holy place was something that looked like an altar of wood, five and a quarter feet high and three and a half feet square. Its corners, base and sides were of wood. The main the man said to me, This is the ter this is the table that stands before God. Both the main sanctuary and the holy place had double doors. Each door had two leaves, two hinged leaves for each door, one set swinging inward and the other set outward. The doors of the main sanctuary were carved with angel cherubim and palm trees. There was a canopy of wood in front of the vestibule outside. There were narrow windows alternating with carved palm trees on both sides of the porch. <clears throat> Chapter 42. The man led me north into the outside courtyard and brought me to the rooms that are in front of the open space and the house facing north. The length of the house on the north was 175 feet and its width 87 and a half feet. Across, across the 35 feet that separated the inside courtyard from the paved walkway at the edge of the outside courtyard, the rooms rose level by level for three stories. In front of the rooms on the inside was a hallway, 17 and a half feet wide and 175 feet long. Its entrances were from the north. The upper rooms themselves were narrower the galleries being wider than on the first and second floors of the building. The rooms on the third floor had no pillars like the pillars in the outside courtyard and were smaller than the rooms on the first and second floors. There was an outside wall parallel to the rooms and the outside courtyard. 
it fronted the rooms for 87 and a half feet. The row of rooms raised the row of rooms facing the outside courtyard was 87 and a half feet long. The row on the side nearest the sanctuary was 175 feet long. The first floor rooms had their entrance from the east, coming in from the outside courtyard. On the south side, along the length of the courtyard's outside wall and fronting on the temple courtyard were rooms with a walkway in front of them. These were just like the rooms on the north, same exits and dimensions, with the main entrance from the east leading to the hallway and the doors to the rooms the same as those on the north side. The design on the south was a mirror image of that on the north. Then he said to me, the north and south rooms adjacent to the open area are holy rooms, where the priests who come before God eat the holy offerings. There they place the holy offerings, grain offerings, sin offerings, and guilt offerings. These are set apart rooms, holy space. After the priests have entered the sanctuary, they must not return to the outside courtyard and mingle among the people until they change the sacred garments in which they minister and put on their regular clothes. After he had finished measuring what was inside the temple area, he took me out. He took me out the east gate and measured it from the outside. Using his measuring stick, he measured the east side, 875 feet. <clears throat> he measured the north side, 875 feet. He measured the south side, 875 feet. Last of all, he went to the west side and measured it, 875 feet. He measured the wall on all four sides. Each wall was 875 feet. The walls separated the holy from the ordinary. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And that brings us to the end of the Old Testament reading for today. Once again, I'd like to thank esteemed Sister Martha for this great opportunity. Thank you, esteemed family, for making yourselves available for the devotion. And thank you, esteemed co-hosts, for all the amazing work you do. I'll now hand over to the affirmation team. Do have a prolific day, everyone, and God bless you. Esteemed family, please, the affirmation is on the screen. We could kindly unmute our mics as we take the affirmation. Thank you.
Hallelujah, praise God, praise God forevermore, glory to God, hallelujah. So the affirmation is on the Telegram group, so you can check it and check the pin chat and you'll find the affirmation so you can take it in your private times of fellowship with the Lord. Glory to God. Thank you so much, esteemed Brother Emmanuel and esteemed Pastor Onirak. We are going into the meditation segment. Please, I hope I can be heard. Glory to God. And today is the 29th of November, and we are still on eternal life. And it says bodily hosting God. Oh, hallelujah. Eternal life, bodily hosting God. That's today's theme. A scripture for meditation is 1 Corinthians 
6 verse 19 for the morning and evening meditation. We have our say it a thousand times, I am alive and I am life. 500 times and I am a God host. 500 times. How many of you said, I am immortal yesterday? <laughs> Message of the day, increase in fortunes. Book of Proverbs study. Um, <clears throat> we're studying... Um, chapter 29 from the CEV version. The CEV version has been very interesting. You see some things that you hadn't seen before in the other translations. Then the song of the day is We Hail From Deity. We Hail From Deity is a very powerful song, apart from being the song of theme song of the year. You know, Stamaka was telling us a couple of days ago, the songs, are you just singing it for singing sake or you are actually listening to the wordings, what you are actually saying and declaring? Um, the Rhapsody of Today made it very clear to us. See, it's not a it's not a head thing. These things must settle in your heart. And when a man of God, Pastor Chris, tells us that the praise is the highest form of worship, what do you think he really meant? There's a connection between the words that you are speaking and your heart and your spirit. There's a mingling together. And by the time you are lifting up holy hands, you are enraptured in that understanding of what you are actually saying. I mean, the communication becomes effective with our father the communication becomes very effective the holy spirit is ministering to you at the same time you are hearing from god even in that place of worship i mean it's the most effective place to hear from god if you've been wondering all these days of eternal life meditation we are in 29 today what has it turned out for me begin to pay attention to these things hallelujah our book reading portion powerful principles of for increase of increase pages 157 to 162 just in case you missed a lot of days no problem start from here today then you can go back and start reading what you read <clears throat> what you haven't covered before you can give yourself a program i mean this book is something that you shouldn't if you are a giver which you should be. If you're born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, you are a child of God. You understand the Christian life. You should be a giver. And if you, you should want to continually give. And this book is very important. I mean, the principles are really very powerful. <laughs> uh, yesterday I was screaming. I was reading it on my way back from work and I kept I kept shouting. The, the driver was turning back and looking at, sister, I hope everything is all right. You need to read it. Praise the Lord. Our scripture meditation for today, 1 Corinthians 6, 19, the easy translation says, remember this, your body is the home of God's spirit. God gave his Holy Spirit to you and he lives in you. You do not belong to yourselves any longer. Hallelujah. Now, he probably has said it somewhere else, but he's saying it again. Remember these brothers and sisters. Remember this, Pastor Deborah. Your body is the body of the Holy Ghost. I mean, this body is not just fine face, clear skin. No, it is the body of the Holy Ghost. Imagine that the Holy Spirit himself, the one who created the whole world, this Holy Spirit that the Lord Jesus Christ said, my father that dwells in me, 
This same Holy Spirit lives in your physical body. This your physical body. <laughs> that word, those, that sentence highlighted there is, is really for the meditation. That body is the home of God. The Holy Spirit lives inside of you. Why then should your body be broken by sickness? Why then should your body be broken by pain? Why then should your body be broken by any form of infirmity? Why then should your body be broken by depression? Why then should you be in a state where you are helpless, where you are needing help, where you are wanting help, where the helper himself resides in your physical body? Where he resides in your physical body? There's no way. <laughs> I mean, there's no way, absolutely no way. That is why we really have to actually meditate on the word of God. Because in my body, that's where the Holy Spirit rests. That's where he dwells. My body should not be broken. And if peradventure, it is broken by any form of sickness or disease at any time. I remember, remind myself of the word. That is why the first thing he said is remember this. Just in case you forgot, remember Dear brothers and sisters, remember that that pain you are going through, you shouldn't be going through it. You should remember that the Holy Spirit dwells inside of you. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is inside of you. I mean, if, if you had followed through on our study of the person of the Holy Spirit, if you had followed through, you know who this who this, I can't even say individual, who this God Almighty is. He said to us in the book of Proverbs, he said, I was there at the beginning of creation. He says, I was the one that was doing the work. God was speaking, I was doing the work. So is it that body that he cannot mend? Is it that financial situation that he cannot correct? I mean, he dwells in you. That's why when we said that the words that we are saying, there must be a connection with our hearts. The subject of faith speaks about the connection with our hearts. See, there must be a connection. And when we are talking about the heart, it's not about the physical chest that is pumping blood in your body. No, it's talking about the inner man. The inner man, there's a connection. Hallelujah. That brings out the reality of what we are saying. Because that is where the Holy Spirit himself resides. He resides in every fiber of your being. His, your leg is his leg. Your hand is his hand. Your head is his head. That is why you cannot even be thinking about depression. Why? Why, oh, why will you be depressed? You cannot be depressed because the Holy Spirit is in your mind. Your mind, your mind is, is sanctified with the thoughts of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit resides there. He is talking to you at every point in time. So I cannot be depressed. So in that place of meditation, I, that depression has to go. Depression cannot be in me. Depression cannot stay in my body. I cannot be afraid. Why am I afraid when I have the Holy Ghost himself living inside of me? I cannot fear. The owner of the world, the one that made the world, he is alive in me. He is resident permanently. Thank you, Sister Eloma said, permanently resident inside of me. He's not going anywhere. It reminds me of something that pastor said one time. He said, 
somebody um, had a situation and, you know, it's like the whole house, you have like a five bedroom duplex and it's only where you pray, maybe in your room or in the parlor. That's where the Holy Spirit is residing. What happens to the kitchen? What happens to the bathroom? What happens to the other four rooms? What happens to the guest bathroom? What happens to the corridors? That is how meditation helps you express the Holy Ghost through every fiber of your being. Remember that your body has outlets. It has your fingers, your mouth where you speak the word. The Holy Spirit has to be made manifest every fiber of your being. I mean, that word is so powerful. Everything that makes up your body till the littlest of cells. Someone was telling me yesterday that the doctor told her that they think her cells are fighting each other. I say, how old are you? Are you born again? Are you filled with the spirit? Yes, I'm born again. <laughs> you have to wake up to this meditation. You have to wake up to this meditation. Your cells are fighting each other. When the word has said every fiber of your being, the Holy Ghost parambulates every fiber of your being, even to the littlest of cells. The cell is like the tiniest thing in your body. Even to the littlest of cells, the Holy Ghost is actively, fully alive, even in your saliva, even in your tears. Even in the shadow that flow, that, that the, the sun casts from your body, the Holy Ghost is inside of it. This same Holy Ghost that created the whole world. This same Holy Ghost that raised up Christ from the dead. He says, if he lives in you, he shall vitalize. I mean, his work is to continually vitalize, continually make alive your physical body, your mortal body. He continually makes it alive. I mean, you see, it's like, it's like a machine that is continually working. It's like the dynamo, <laughs> continually recreating power, generating power, every fiber of your being. It continually makes you alive. And it flows into everything that you do. That is why the, the word of God tells us, it says everything that you touch is blessed. It has to be blessed because there is a life that is actively at work in you. There is a life that is, working, is at work in me where everything I touch must be blessed. Every place I walk into, the blessings of the Lord must be felt there. There is a life that I, that I transmit, hallelujah, because the Holy Ghost is resident. It is his home. Have you ever been at home and somebody comes into your house to come and fight you? You say, you, do you have the effrontery to come into my house? Is the gods for me? Is the effrontery you have for me to walk into my own house? That is how you should be with a sickness that tries to break your body. That is how you should be when lack wants to, wants to insult you. Why? Because this person that made the whole universe, he made pros, he's the, he's the God of prosperity. He's the God of increase. He's the God of more than enough, absolute abundance. Hallelujah. He's the God of peace. Why are you not having peace? Why can't why, why can you not sleep? Say, I'm awake all, uh, every time. I cannot sleep. I'm afraid. Why are you afraid? Why are you afraid when the Holy Ghost resides inside of you? I cannot be afraid. I refuse to be afraid. The Holy Spirit is alive in me. What should I fear when I have the monarch of the universe resident inside of me? I mean, for those of you that understand earthly monarchy, the king, even the king of your village, 
who who in this who in that whether the <laughs> maybe it's an outsider that can try it and some demons are like outsiders so but you have to tell them who you are who the king of your village who walks into his house and dares to touch one of his children before you even enter the guards at the door lakoba <laughs> shatakabaya oh hallelujah hallelujah he says he lives in you god gave his holy spirit to you he didn't give it to his angels he didn't give it to the animals he didn't give it to the trees he didn't give it to every other creation he didn't give it to the sun and the moon and the star he gave it to you and he lives in you you do not belong to yourselves any longer you are not your own there is a king in this house you are not your own brothers and sisters just maybe you think i cannot execute that contract by myself oh i don't think i can pass that exam oh i don't think i can do this that is you is fine but here he says you are no longer your own there is a god that cannot fail that lives in you there is a god that cannot want there's a god that cannot be subjected to the rudiments of this world to the falsity to the deceptions of this world to the lies the economic strategy the economic falsities of this life there is a god he has an economy and i live in that economy hallelujah praise the lord praise the lord glory to god let us take our life affirmation right now and you begin to speak there is a god in this house there is a king in this house he lives in me hallelujah let's kindly unmute our mics let's kindly unmute our mics as we take the life affirmation Oh, Keep speaking the word. I'm an expression of God. I'm an expression of the divine life of God at work in me. Oh, hallelujah. Let's now take our communion. First Corinthians 11 from verse 23 says, For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. When we listened to the message yesterday, pastor was explaining to us how the Jews could take it. He said, this man wants to give us his body to eat. What does he think we are? 
are we vultures or are we vampires that drink blood? What is it? It's an abomination. <laughs> How dare he? He's, he, has, he has broken all the sacred <laughs> whatever that they had. But today, we have an understanding of the place of the body and the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, that our bodies can never be broken because the body of the Lord Jesus Christ, it was broken. It was crushed for us. His body, they, they, they put those, they used, they flogged him with those whips that had tons on them. They pulled his body apart. What manner of brokenness that he had to go through. And so my body, cannot go through any kind of brokenness, emotionally, financially, physically, biologically. What have they told you? Ah, the according to the biological whatever, you cannot, you are not able to do this. This part of your system no longer works. You are above 40. <laughs> Today, as you break it, mentally you cannot be broken you biologically you cannot be broken there is an adjustment and you will speak it with your mouth what is that thing you want to correct in your body or is it that you are, you are not able to keep focus your mind is everywhere today you bring your mind under subjection to the word of god as we break this bread what is that matter is somebody threatening you your body i bear upon my body the marks of christ let no man trouble me paul had to scream it out and you will scream it out today i bear upon my body the marks of christ that broken body of christ it is evidently obvious in my body therefore nobody can threaten me nobody can threaten me physically mentally biologically nothing can threaten my peace because the body of christ was already broken for me and in the name of the lord jesus christ you can now break it and eat it hallelujah Hallelujah. <clears throat> After the same manner also, he took the cup. And when he had stopped saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as ye drink it in remembrance of me. So as often as he eats this bread and drink this cup, he to show the Lord's death till he comes. His blood was shed for me on the cross of Calvary. It was shed for you on the cross of Calvary. <laughs> this blood that cleanses, this blood that washes away, <laughs> this blood that corrects everything. He says, blood and water gushed out of his body. Lato satire. Therefore, your body doesn't even live by blood. Just in case they told you that your blood level is very low. No problem. The blood of Christ that was shed for me. I take it today. And there's a regulation. My blood level comes back to normal. Hallelujah. What is that thing? The blood of the Lord Jesus Christ settles everything. And this is the way we do it. We don't plead the blood of Jesus Christ. Rather, we take the blood. And right now, you can take the blood. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. For those of us giving our tithes, our daily tithes, your tithes, your offerings rather, your offerings are blessed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it is a season for, of increase for us. You are increasing in your finances in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
blessings heaped upon blessings, increase on every side. Yes, your names are mentioned at the right places at the right time for blessings, for increase. You are brought into deals just so you make profit in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, precious Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Over, thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, esteemed Dr. Kell, all of our co-hosts for today, for this opportunity. And thank you for joining us right now. We'll quickly go to the celebration team and we can round off. Over to you, esteemed Sister Glennis. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, esteemed Pastor Deborah, for this amazing time of fellowship. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for the opportunity to handle this segment. So right now, quickly, if you are born today or if there's anybody you want to celebrate today, please kindly let us know in the chat room. Hallelujah. And also, if you're joining us for the first time, please kindly introduce yourself to us by telling us your name, where you're joining us from, and name of the person who invited you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Do we have any celebrants in the house? Any first timer? Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Okay, praise the Lord, hallelujah. Since Sister Mavela says, today is my younger brother's birthday. His name is Johanna Iwara John. Happy birthday to your younger brother. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. Okay, right now I'm going to quickly pray for the celebrants. Since Sister Kamu says, yesterday was my beautiful sister's birthday. Her name is Naomi. Happy birthday to your sister. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for our celebrance of today. In the name of the Lord Jesus, they walk in increase. They walk in insight. In the name of the Lord Jesus, they are conscious of the eternal life that you've given unto them. They are blessed in all ramifications of their life. They walk in abundance. Their bands are filled with plenty. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Right now, we are going to unmute our mic yes, as we share. Yes. Hallelujah. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. <laughs> 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 